Good morning. I'm Riley, and this is Lifestyle Tucson, a program where I speak with nonprofit groups from the community, learning how they serve Tucson and Southern Arizona, and getting updates on current projects. For the first portion of today's program, I'm sharing my recent conversation with Karen Cusifer from Women Warriors Female Veterans Group. They just had the grand opening of the expanded Wendy's Collection Boutique yesterday. Karen, you are the founder and executive director of Women Warriors, a local female veterans community. And I believe it's always best to start at the beginning. What is Women Warriors? And uh, can I hear some about the organization's history? Yeah, Women Warriors is a local nonprofit here in Pima County, which also has an uh, office out in Cochise County as well that serves our, our female veterans. We started this, uh, or I started this as a small pro- uh, project for Pima Community College back in 2016. I just did a small resource fair because I came across a female veteran who had two children who just moved into her own apartment and had nothing in there for her. I mean, she did have a couch, but she drug it in from, from next to the trash can. So uh, me and a few other students from PCC rallied around and got a bunch of donations and we were able to furnish her entire apartment and give her a Christmas at our event as well. So they had uh, gifts and a tree and just the look of, on, on our female veterans' faces when they came to get the help that they needed, um, it kind of just opened my eyes as to there was a need. So the following year, I did another resource fair, and we were able to help 40 more female veterans. And in 2018, I decided that I could become a 501c3 and start getting some funding so I would be able to help them a little bit more as far as emergency assistance funds. Mm -hmm. Uh, So now, not only do we offer resources, clothing, hygiene, basic necessities, we also help with utilities, rent, car repairs, any type of bill, just depending on what the the veteran is in need of at that point in time, I do my very best to to assist them. We're not a place where they can do, or at this point in time, have a licensed social worker or, you know, anybody of that capacity or a psychologist or therapist. But what we do is I will find someone that we'll be able to help them. And then I give them that warm handoff Mm -hmm. as opposed to giving them all these resources and say, Hey, here you go. Uh, Now it's up to you. No, I don't do that because they would just definitely get lost in the Mm -hmm. shuffle. And they just, you know, this way I will personally find them someone that could help them. Mm -hmm. So part of what you do is making connections for Mm -hmm. female veterans to get what they need or the help they need. Correct. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, it's it's really hard, you know, because you know you go to different other places and they and they hand you all of this these business cards and all this information and this paperwork, and they're like, okay, here you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I don't it, it, myself personally, I I would just take all that stuff and just and toss it and say, you know what? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not going through all that, you know. <laughs> so, you need a little guidance, so we, yeah. <laughs> Exactly. And, you know, and introduce them and, and find that person that they that's right for them as well, because there's sometimes you, you may not they may not click, mm-hmm. you know, so it, it's a matter of having my female veterans feel safe. 
You're listening to Lifestyle Tucson. So something I'm curious about, you became a 501c3 only a couple of years ago. So you were still relatively new at the onset of the pandemic. Uh, How did that affect women warriors? Honestly, it really did it. It, Oh, good. I, I still, yeah, I still was able to collect monetary donations and was able to still assist our female veterans the best way that I can. Mm-hmm. The work didn't stop just because we had to take no. a little pause. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> work did not stop at all. I, I did the best that I could with what we, what, with what we were given. Mm-hmm. Well, and I can tell from your social media, I was, I was checking out um, Facebook, and <laughs> I see that you've been definitely keeping busy. So I'd like to kind of shift gears a bit to Wendy's collection, Boutique. New space, before we kind of get into the, the move and expansion, what is Wendy's collection, Boutique? Ah, wow. So glad you asked. Early uh, 2018, when we did our resource fair uh, over at the Double Tree Hilton Hotel, the husband of Wendy Madrid, which is a Navy veteran, uh, he decided he wanted to donate her entire collection of clothing. She passed away in early March of 2018, and he donated it to us. And with that, we were able to provide a ton of clothes to uh, our female veterans during the event. Plus, we collected donations from the community as well. But it, his his donation was massive. It mm-hmm. was massive. She was just full of life, loved, loved to shop, and had a ton of stuff. <laughs> so um, because of the generosity of the community, before I even got the smaller space, I was collecting donations for our female veterans. Uh, we were doing purses, shoes, clothes. Uh, and then we would get furniture, and A Family Storage donated a 20 by 60 storage unit to us to to house all this stuff. And it was just getting full. It was, mm-hmm. <laughs> it was I had to start turning things down. So I thought, why not open up a resale boutique? And this way, our program veterans can have a shopping experience at no cost to them, and then I can, you know, generate revenue to be able to continue to do what I do for our female veterans, which is run some programs and and build up our emergency relief fund. Mm-hmm. Just so I can, I'm clear, the female veterans who are part of your program are able to shop through Wendy's Collection Boutique, no charge, but you also have just people who aren't veterans. Like I could go in and browse through and make a purchase. Is that how this works? Oh, yes. Okay. Yes, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, our, our program veterans come in here and they get a store credit mm-hmm. and they then they can, you know, they can shop for whatever they want. I have furniture. If they move into a new a new house, they can turn around and, you know, furnish the entire house through us mm-hmm. at no cost to them. But, yes, the general public can come in here and purchase and all proceeds go right back into assisting our, our women. You're listening to Lifestyle Tucson. I'm speaking with Karen Cusifer from Women Warriors. Uh, so do you accept uh, donations from the, the public? And uh, if so, what kind of donations do you or would you accept? Yes, we do. We accept uh, gently used, laundered women and children's clothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, please laundered because mm-hmm. we don't have the facilities to do a washer and dryer. We also accept uh, gently used furniture. Uh and housewares and home goods, 
sheets, blankets, uh, again, gently, gently used and, and laundered. We do not accept electronics mm-hmm. or, you know, anything of that, of, of that matter. Uh, just kind of focus a female veteran and her little family just moving into their own apartment uh, after transitional housing. What would they need? Mm-hmm. Those things Uh, you need right when you move in and the space is empty and when you're like, I have no sheets. I don't have a bath rug. You know, those little, little things that are necessary. Yeah, those little things. Yeah, that, that you, that normally we take for granted, um, but uh, they're pretty expensive when it, when, you know, you go to the Walmart and buy a a bath set Mm -hmm. and you need those, you, you know, it just, yeah, it adds up and that's something that they, that they aren't able to purchase, but they can get here for free. Mm hmm. So can you tell me a bit about uh, the, the new store? Uh, I understand that there's the grand opening Saturday, the 7th. Um, yeah, I'd just love to hear more about it. Oh, wow. Yeah. The original store was 600 square feet, and it was back in the back. And nobody, no matter what I did, could find us. <laughs> and there was just, it was kind of frustrating. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I talked to the landlord. He had this beautiful 8,300 square foot storefront space just being used as a storage for couches. Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Let me have it. I yeah. can make something of it. So, I mean, it's right off Speedway between Wilmot and Craycroft. You walk in through the front door. You cannot miss us. And it's just, it, it allowed me to empty out that 20 by 60 storage unit into this area so that way better visibility to our community. Mm-hmm. What are some of your, your goals and aspirations moving forward with this new space? Uh, um, wow. Uh, I haven't thought that far. Uh, <laughs> Just got to get <laughs> into the space. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, well, my five-year plan back in 2018 was to get an office and and you know a store a boutique but two offices and a now a boutique in three so i need to to you <laughs> have to, yeah you gotta go. make up some <laughs> fresh goals <laughs> correct right, right i've already achieved that but that's good i had a schedule <laughs> so. <laughs> but no um we're, we're probably we're looking to expand as a matter of fact i'm looking to move out into the Graham and Greenlee County areas because mm-hmm. uh, there's there's nothing out there for them. And I'm from Graham County, so I know, I do know that there are, are female veterans out there in that area that could use our resources. And I could, you know, do a small boutique over there as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was just also told that they would love to have us out in Phoenix. <laughs> yeah. Go so where there's I'm, need. I'm, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Uh but yeah, and you know, we could always use wonderful people who have the same passion as my volunteers to volunteer mm-hmm. uh, and just, just help us, help yeah. us help them. Mm-hmm. Where can someone interested find information on volunteering or get in contact with Women Warriors? Uh, they can go onto the website and, and fill out a contact form and someone will uh contact them to to let them know or they can just come on in yeah i would rather have them come on in to wendy's collection boutique and talk to one of our staff members our associates 
and um, they can redirect him to where I'm at, and we can go from there. Well, before I let you go, something I saw that I found really interesting is uh, one way Women Warriors connects the, the female veterans as a community is croissants, coffee, and camaraderie. Can you tell me a bit more about this this group and its its purpose? So um, the croissants, coffee, and camaraderie, it's, uh, it's a monthly get-together for our female veterans here mm-hmm. on this, uh, in Pima County where they can just uh, talk with one another and enjoy uh, someone that's going to come in and speak to them about certain different issues that we have, you know, that they face. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a matter of fact, this month we have Sergeant uh, Kimberly Fry from the Tucson Police Department coming in to speak to our women about phone scams because I have quite a few female veterans who are getting scammed and they're, you know, they get nervous, they get scared, they don't know what, you know, what's going on. So uh, I thought, you know, why not have somebody come talk to them and, and give them the, the ins and outs of how to handle those and what they can do to prevent them. So it's kind of like but a yeah, social club and a learning opportunity at the same time. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Once we get the, the other 600 square foot space that we just freed up, that will be a place for our female veterans to come and do, we can do other sorts of, of uh, get-togethers for them. We're planning on maybe a yoga class, a Zumba class. Uh, we're planning on quilting, a book club, just something that, that's a place where they can come in, get together, and form that sisterhood that they when they were serving, they can do that out here. Well, Karen, I really appreciate you taking this time to uh, teach me about Women Warriors, what you do, and uh, learn a bit more about the expansion of the Wendy's Collection Boutique. boutique. <laughs> I don't know why I'm struggling with that word. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, is there anything else you'd like to share before we wrap things up? Uh, you know what? No, just just. I hope your listeners come on down, uh, you know, just come visit us and support our female veterans. If they have any donations, please uh, give us a call. For the next portion of today's program, I'm sharing my recent chat with Norma Cable from the Community Food Bank of Southern Arizona. Hi, sorry, I didn't have my phone line on. How are you doing today? <laughs> doing fine. Oh, Can good. you hear me okay? Oh, yeah, I hear you perfectly clear now. Uh, so I guess it, it's uh, it's been a minute since uh, we last spoke. Um, well, Norma, could you start us off with just a, a little bit of background on the Community Food Bank of Southern Arizona in case there's anyone uh, unfamiliar or new to the area? Absolutely. So the Community Food Bank of Southern Arizona serves people in five counties in Southern Arizona. So that would be Pima County, Grant, Greenlee, Cochise, and Santa Cruz. Uh, We do have several different locations where we serve people. We do try to provide uh, food uh, that people can use in an emergency situation, whether that means they can't pay their bill or something um, happened that, um, you know, maybe they got in a car accident or have had bad health and just having trouble making those ends meet. So we do serve people with emergency food, and then we also do uh, look to do as much as we can to build a healthy and hunger-free tomorrow. And what that means is we look at different avenues for getting people the food that that they need. And that may be uh, we have a farm 
that um, people can come and learn how to grow vegetables at. We support local growers with a farmer's market and also with helping them to sell local crops to institutions like TUSD or Tucson Medical Center to help get that fresh, local, healthy produce out into the community. Then we also, as we seek to address the root cause of this poverty that often accompanies hunger, we also do operate a job training program at Caridad Community Kitchen. Um, It's currently on hold because of COVID, but it should start again next year. And that is to get underemployed or unemployed people um, some job training in the kitchen, some serious kitchen skills that will allow them to go out into the economy and make uh, better money than they might make at a fast food job. We also do work with school pantries, and so we support um, those pantries at at neighborhood schools, also, again, getting fresh local produce and non-perishable goods into neighborhoods, uh, making it more accessible to busy families who need food but may not be able to get to the food bank, uh, may need a shorter line, may need better hours. Um, And so those school pantries have done some really important work. Even um, in this past year, while many schools were closed, um, they were open. Um, So I could go on and on about the community (laughs) food bank. We really do work in so many areas. Definitely. Um, We really are working to not only get people food they need today, but really look at at how to help this issue in the future. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, the mission of the Community Food Bank is pretty wide uh, reaching. Well, this summer is is definitely very different from last year. What changes have there been for the Community Food Bank? I did see online something about new hours. Yes, we did shift our summer hours, and that's because um, we are still working um, here at the Country Club location and here at, at most of our resource centers outside, um, doing the drive-through through distribution that we started after the COVID crisis hit. Um, and we have been doing that um, ever since last uh, March. So as you think about the Tucson summer mm-hmm. and um, getting volunteers and the National Guard outside, even though they're intense and we are doing as much as we can to alleviate the heat we just had to push back our hours another um, hour actually so that we start at seven in the morning and then we end by 10 on tuesday wednesday and thursday mornings here at 3003 south country club that's the drive-through distribution so we really are um, looking again for people to show their photo id uh, through the rolled-up window is fine. We're still taking a lot of COVID precautions. Um, masks are optional, but we're still being as careful as we can. And then you do literally just drive through the line, so you'll receive the different types of food um, as you drive through. So that's, you know, depending on what we have, but usually always including some fresh produce, uh, maybe some dairy, maybe some protein, always the non-perishable food bag, and then bread um, and a couple of, bottle of ju- bottles of juice already. Um, included in that in that line. So that's what we have been doing, and that is what we expect to be doing probably till later this fall when we can invite people back into our building. We're look, looking forward to that day and making those connections again, uh, being able to talk with people a little more than just um, mm-hmm. putting food into their car and needing to, to get them through a line. So Um, But that is definitely the way we're working, and we are so grateful to both the National Guard, who have been with us since last March and have helped us in terms of not only distributing the food but also packing it. Um, Every bag of non-perishable food that's gone out in southern Arizona in these last months has been packed by a National Guard member here in Tucson. So 
uh, wouldn't be doing the work we're doing without them. But then also the volunteers who are hardy enough and strong enough and willing enough to come out on a on a um, Thursday morning and stand in a parking lot and make sure people get the food that they need. Uh, we have some great volunteers, and again, we just wouldn't be supporting the community the way we are without them. You're listening to Lifestyle Tucson. Definitely. It, it takes many to uh, to make it work. Um, earlier, you ha- had mentioned uh, the school pantries. I'd like to hear a little bit more about the, the school pantries program, what they are, how they work, and who can utilize them. Absolutely. Um, so that can vary uh, from site to site on who can utilize them. Some are open um, only to the families that may be going to that school. Others are more open to the neighborhood um, and people who can just walk down and get the food that they need. But they have been really um, one of the success stories of the pandemic in terms of being able to allow people to continue to get that access to food. And there, again, we see the value of volunteers who are willing to come to the school, uh, pack up those bags, make sure that they are assembled, and then leave them and make sure that they're distributed safely. Again, it also requires some support from the school um, in terms of the principal and the staff being open to, um, you know, making a space where people can come in, making sure that that distribution can happen safely. We have had so much great cooperation in that area. And one of those um, areas that's growing for uh, distribution in our school pantries is the rural areas. And we're really proud of that because that can make just such a difference mm-hmm. for that community. And we do serve a lot of rural areas because we do cover such a large area of Southern Arizona, but that's just been a real great inroad. So often we can start with a school pantry and maybe that also turns into an effort that um, can hold a school garden also, which we love because that's another way to get that fresh, healthy food to the people who need it. So really they have been just a great way to get food into the neighborhood. Sometimes people don't feel so challenged or so, um, um, you know, uncomfortable Mm -hmm. driving to a food bank that may be far away. If they can walk down to a school in their neighborhood, get what they need, if they can drive through and not face a long line, that often lifts some of the barriers that we see to getting um, food out into the community. Mm-hmm, definitely. The convenience of having it, you know, near your neighborhood and not driving all the okay. way across town. Um, so speaking of helping out, I had seen on the website how $63 can help feed a child for the whole summer. And I mean, I could probably use some lessons. Uh, can you share a little bit of how you're able to stretch donations so far? Absolutely. And it is a matter really of our bulk purchasing power when we talk about Uh, purchasing food. We know that we are doing it on such a scale that we're getting a price that really cannot be beat Mm -hmm. um, by um, a retail purchase. On the other hand, we do and have um, really run with the support of food drives. And we did see that decline in the last year, strictly because it was so hard to Mm -hmm. get a public event going, right? Mm -hmm. And to And we had to quarantine the food because of the COVID precautions. So we're hoping that we see those food drives open back up again. But when we talk about stretching a dollar, we we are talking about simply because of the way that we are purchasing food and the bulk purchasing power that we have and the amount of food that we're talking about. And we just now finished up our 
end of our fiscal year, at the end of June. I was looking at the numbers earlier this morning. We did have a record-breaking year. We did distribute 87 million pounds of food throughout southern Arizona last year, and that for us is just a huge increase. In a normal year, we'd run around around 70 million. So we saw that number go up by about 28%. Um, And so when you talk about that volume, um, then yes, we can definitely get things cheaper um, than might be um, what you would purchase at the store. So all of that adds up to just a, a real uh, knowledge of knowing how to get the food out and knowing what food needs to get out um, to the communities that we're serving. I was out at Wilcox uh, yesterday just looking at the operation there, and, and we have a distribution center there that um, really isn't something that is public-facing too much, but we do run a drive through distribution out of there once a month. But out of that Wilcox Center, we're running trucks to different areas in southern Arizona, Graham and Greenlee counties, um, that are um, relying on that food. And so they'll set up a mobile distribution or they will operate a food pantry. Um, and it really is um, just a question of getting that food to where it needs to go. This is Lifestyle Tucson. I'm joined by Norma Cable from the Community Food Bank of Southern Arizona. You mentioned how, you know, hopefully uh, you'll be able to do the uh, the food drives again more as, you know, things progress. I did see that just like last year, Hunger Walk 2021 is going to be held as a virtual event. Um, I'd like to hear more about the Hunger Walk itself, but also what prompted the decision to keep it virtual this year? Yes. So we're we're kind of playing that guessing game that I think everybody is mm-hmm. and trying to uh, keep things as safe as possible. So Hunger Walk 2021 will be held this year on September 11th. Um, and at this stage, we don't know looking ahead what that is going to look like. But if you talk about Hunger Walk in the past, in pre-COVID times, we were looking at a thousand people getting together out at uh, San Lena Park Uh, really close to the food bank and then being able to walk the mile and walk through our building and uh, build a bag of food and, you know, just kind of get a real look at the inside of the community of food bank. Unfortunately, our building is still closed uh, because of COVID concerns. And we know that uh, we're certainly not going to be the ones who are uh, trying to hold a large event when we're just not sure mm-hmm. where we're at with this COVID crisis. So we did make the decision to make it sort of more of a hybrid event. We are offering an opportunity um, at, I think, about five meetup locations around town where if you'd like to meet up with a small group, you can do that. But by no means is it going to be gathering hundreds of people together. We're just offering that. But our... our uh, virtual hunger walk that we really just pioneered last year, kind of just wondering, you know, how is this going to Mm -hmm. work? It really did work. And we, what we saw again was just this huge and generous response um, from the community. We are asking people on September 11th to go and walk a mile. We're asking you to register at communityfoodbank.org slash hunger walk and just um, go and walk a mile and help us to support this fight against hunger. What we saw last year was that people were so willing. Um, And also we know that that isolation was really building um, last September. And so we saw people go and walk with their neighbor or walk with their partner or walk with their friend in a small group, wearing wearing a mask, being safe, uh, being socially distanced. And then they were kind enough to share their pictures so that really that became this 
joint event online mm-hmm. uh, in a virtual event that we could really enjoy all together. And we just loved uh, seeing the pictures that people were sending, uh, seeing the signs that they were filling out, because on that uh, on our website, when you go and register for Hunger Walk, you do get a chance to print off a sign that says, you know, here's why I'm walking this year. And so the messages were just so fabulous. Um, and again, we saw the community come together, even though we couldn't physically be together, just come together virtually and really support each other. It was absolutely astounding to us. We you know, didn't know what to expect. We didn't know if people were uh, going to be okay with this. We just didn't know. We had never done a, a virtual hunger walk before. But what we saw really was just such a joy and such a pleasure to enjoy each other's company, send a selfie, use the hashtag, uh, post that and uh, on our Facebook, on our Instagram, on our Twitter, and just a really great way to know that we are in this fight against hunger together. And, um, you know, it's just good to to get that support and see that support um, in a picture online in the many faces, many, many faces of people who are in this together. So really a great um, builder for us in terms of, wow, we were just overwhelmed with that support. But also, I think, for the average community member, just a great way to say, you know, I'm going to do something today about people who aren't getting what they need. I'm going to walk a mile. I'm going to post my selfie. I'm going to register um, and do this walk. And and it is really, um, you know, what we run on over here at the food bank is knowing that the community is in this Mm-hmm. With us. It's the community part of the Community Food Bank That's of Southern right. Arizona. Right. Uh, well, Norma, before I uh, wrap things up with you, what are some of the other ways that the community can help out Food Bank in its mission? Oh, yes. So you can go to communityfoodbank.org and you can just see what we're up to. Um, And often that's an education in itself that is worth getting because we are in so many areas. But maybe you see that we do run a farmer's market on Thursday mornings and you'd like to go check it out. Uh, That's a great way to support your local growers. It's a fabulous way to see part of our work. Maybe you'd like to go take a look at Las Milpitas Community Farm. Wonderful. You're welcome over there any Saturday morning from 7 to 10 a.m. to help work the farm and to see what's out there. Um, So I would suggest looking at our website. There's also a great opportunity to donate online, uh, which has just served us so well in these last few months. Um, We have just seen the response from the community. There are also, if you prefer, to put a bag of food together, which is a wonderful way to support our partner agencies around town, you can certainly do that. There are drop-off locations listed of neighborhood businesses businesses in our community who are willing to be a drop-off location, and that has really been key throughout this pandemic in terms of getting food into the community food bank because we just were not able to accept it here at the warehouse, but the businesses were open um, and willing to to gather that food, and then we can get a truck out and collect it. That's been a great option for us. So any of those ways, of course, we're always looking for volunteers. Uh, The farmer's market was putting a call out for volunteers just last month. Um, So that runs on Thursday mornings from 8 to 10 a.m. on West Congress, and that's a great way to also serve the food bank. And then as we look at what's ahead for us, because we are kind of in a, a the slow time of the summer, but we know that things will heat up this fall. We also expect that most likely uh, the National Guard, which has been serving us so well, is going to have to leave mm-hmm. and, and move on to other projects. So then we'll be looking to the community again uh, for volunteer work. So sign up to be a volunteer now, then you're on our list. 
then you know what's going on and kind of can get a feel for uh, what that requires. So all those are great ways to support the community food bank. Mm-hmm. And, and what's the website again, uh, just so everyone knows? Absolutely. So we are at communityfoodbank.org, and you can take a look there. There's a great button there to donate. There's another button that says Get Involved. Um, as a volunteer, and then you can just take a look at the different things that are going on in the community food bank. We know that we did see such long lines and and that the pandemic magnified the need, but we also know that hunger was a problem in our area before Mm -hmm. COVID began. So there is work to do, and we welcome anyone joining us. Wonderful. Well, Norma, I really appreciate you taking this time to get us an update from the Community Food Bank of Southern Arizona and to hear just, you know, a little bit of what's in store. Uh, So, yes, I appreciate your time and I hope you have a great rest of your day. Well, thank you, Riley. I appreciate your interest and and I thank you for the opportunity to, to talk about our work. You've been listening to Lifestyle Tucson. I'm Riley, and if you are part of a nonprofit group or organization that would like to be featured in an upcoming episode, reach out to us by email, publicaffairs at azlotus.com. That's publicaffairs, all one word, at azlotus.com. For more information about the program or to listen back to something you may have missed, go to the Sunday Mornings page at mixfm.com, klpx.com, kfma.com, or espntucson.com.